Well, hello, everyone. This is Eric Wesley back again with you for another podcast where we're not sure what the name is, but we do know this podcast is all about the drivers. And joining me today to uh, co-pilot through this podcast is Mike Kwiatkowski. Mike K., how are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, Eric. Doing really well. Um, sorry, Frank can't make it this week. He's too. He's tied up in a training class. We've got like 80 people in Dallas training him on the platform switch coming up. Uh, so we'll be sharing some more information with about, about that coming up in the next couple of weeks. But Frank sends his uh, regards to all his fans out there. How about that? Yeah, all his fan mail that keeps coming in week after week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they'll they definitely miss him this weekend. But I think we'll be able to uh, see if we can make our way through today. And today's topic, we have uh, Jake Ferguson joining us as our guest today. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Eric, good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm real excited. Uh, big fan of the podcast. Uh, happy to be here. Well, we are happy to have you, Mike. We uh, got a list of things we want to go through and and talk with Jake about. Correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I tell you, I've known Jake for at least fifteen years. He's been the garage manager in Dallas. He is a great guy. I tell you, if anybody, I know the drivers. If you've been to Dallas or Chicago and some of his uh, Los Angeles, Seattle, some of the places he's worked in the past, Jake makes a real positive impact on the team that he works with and the drivers. And he's going to tell us a little bit about that as well. But uh, yeah, Greg's one of my, Jake's one of my favorite people in the maintenance department. Sounds wow. good. Sounds good. Well, Jake, that's some high praise there for you coming from Mike K. It, um, it is. <laughs> let's can let's start this way, Jake. Tell us a little bit about your background. I know Mike said you are uh, a garage manager at one time, so uh, just kind of run us through your career here at Greyhound and how that started. Okay. That that sounds good. I appreciate that, Mike. That's uh that is some high accolades. It's uh um a, a long winded career with Greyhound. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. I've got a, <laughs> a, a lot of uh changes, you know, through my through my uh career here. But uh yeah, I was hired on in uh, two thousand eight. I'm uh born and raised in uh Chicago. So started in the Chicago Maintenance Center in uh September of two thousand eight, fresh out of tech school. Uh, I was hired in as a service lane technician there, you know, fueling and light inspections. Uh, around 2010, I uh, was promoted to mechanic, uh, you know, wrenched on our coaches for a couple of years, took delivery of some new coaches. I used to actually go pick up the uh, the old MCIs, the new MCIs, and we took delivery of them. That was always fun, uh, easy, easy money picking up new buses. But, um, <laughs> you know, sometime <laughs> around 2011, 2012, uh, the maintenance supervisor position Came available, so I, I pursued it, and um, and and I was offered the position, so I became a you know member of management around I think it was eleven or twelve, not sure, but uh, from there you know if there was some travel involved, I would visit Detroit, helping with projects there, and you know obviously all the work that went along with being a maintenance supervisor in uh, Chicago. Um, in 2013, I saw a position come available as a manager in Seattle. That was a long conversation between me and the wife because uh, she, she too, uh, born and raised in Chicago. That's where all our family is. Uh, but decided to to make the move and uh, accepted the maintenance manager position in Seattle and uh, moved there in the spring of 2013. Was that the first move from Chicago to Seattle for you? Yeah, I would, that was the first move. Um, you know, we didn't know what else was ahead, but it was uh, the first move with the company. That's correct. 
The road did not stop there. I guess I should say the bus didn't stop in Seattle for you as you kept moving around. Uh, see that you've also been in L.A. And, and Dallas as well, correct? That's correct. I spent uh, just under two years in Seattle, and uh, I decided we were ready for bigger and better things. We saw the, I saw the position come available for Los Angeles Maintenance Center um, in 2015 um, and interviewed, accepted that position, being one of the highest volume maintenance centers in our network. It was uh, um it was it was a great opportunity for me it was it's uh there's a good team of people there drivers everybody um it was it's just a great location being a garage manager jake um i'm sure you've had many interactions with drivers um tell us a little bit about that and how you were successful at um you know helping drivers uh, because obviously being a garage manager, you you were in, in charge of making sure their coaches were ready and uh, helping them get through any uh, uh, bumps or challenges they may have had with the coaches. So how important is that relationship between the garage manager and the driver? It That's a great question. And that is, you know, the root of a good, good maintenance, you know, operation or a good location, I should say. That is the root of, you know, a healthy relationship between the operations department and um, and maintenance, you know. I, coming from the garage myself and working on coaches and, and working side by side with, you know, most of the maintenance staff, um, I tend to gravitate more towards the floor. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm more of a walker and a talker than a desk person. Um, I like to be out on the floor talking to the mechanics, the supervisors, but of course, the drivers. Um, you know, it, it, it's kind of a learning experience in, in Seattle. You know, it's a smaller fleet, smaller location, um, pretty much. Uh, had a conversation with every driver that came in and out of there. Um, you know, if I was if I was on on duty, um, and and the more you know, the more you listen, the more you learn about you know whether it's a bus issue or a fleet issue or um, I, I just just general concerns. You know, on the road, uh, the more you learn, the the more you can better fit what operators are looking for. Um, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they just want to be heard. You know, hey, this bus. You know, gave me trouble last week. What'd you find? You know, sometimes they just want to learn themselves. But, you know, when you open up that line of communication with drivers and maintenance, um, it's it's nothing but beneficial. Is that something that um, I guess now you can express to, to garage managers uh, about the importance of that relationship and talking to drivers? I do believe that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if I had to run a garage again, you know, I would I would always emphasize that. Um, that, uh, you know, the supervisors, the maintenance supervisors should should really know their customers and the maintenance customers are primarily drivers. You know, we have mm -hmm. indirect customers. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our drivers are our customers of maintenance and indirectly we affect the passengers. But um, maintenance has really one customer. And, and I've always preached that. And that's that's the driver. MRD now. How's that switch been going from the garage to MRD for you? It's a good change. I am a uh, person that likes to, to move around and, uh, you know, I like new challenges. Um, I love new opportunities in the company. I'm uh, willing to raise my hand and try something new. Uh, MRD has been just, uh, it's probably one of my favorite positions I've had so far. Uh, it's, every day it brings something new. Um, I call it pressure packed. I, I, every time I walk by the MRD desk, it seems like there's a lot of pressure in the whole thing. I know you'll tell us a little <laughs> bit about it, but yeah. It is. It is. I, I hate to say it this way, but we are the department that takes in bad news. You know, it, it may be pressure pack, but we're the bad news department. Most of the time, you're not calling to tell us you're having a great trip, right? 
<laughs> right, yeah. right. So you you all handle all the challenges. Then. Like, way to go, Jake. The bus didn't break down or have a problem. It was great. <laughs> Maybe we should. Right. Okay, so all the drivers out there, next time you get a chance, call MRD and tell them the bus did a great job. He needs they need some more positive reinforcement. <laughs> For any new drivers that may be listening to this, what what exactly is MRD? And, and the function for those drivers? Uh, the maintenance response desk is, um, you know, we're here to help. Um, if you have a mechanical failure on the road, uh, we're here to help you. Um, you know, there's, there's an endless possibilities of, of challenges out there in the world. Um, you know, we're, we're on the mechanical side of things. But, uh, you know, we'll keep that in mind. We're here to help. And, uh, you, you know, we want your trip to be successful as well um, at any given time. You know, when you give us a call, you know, be be prepared to to hear some questions on our behalf. Uh, you know, if possible, do a a quick analysis of what you got going on with your vehicle before you give us a call. Try to get some details. Um, the more information you can share with us, the better. Um, we've got we've got all sorts of resources at our fingertips. You know, whether and not just vendors. You know, we've got garages that are open 24/7 that we can call. We've got uh, we've got all sorts of tips and tricks to you know maybe get the coach back up and running if it's, if you're having trouble with it. Um, you know, but I'm like guessing, I said, Jake, right? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure that you've got some drivers that are, you know, I've seen some drivers that actually carry tools around that are pretty mechanical. You know, they understand they tinker on their cars and you probably got some drivers that, you know, are not as mechanical. I'm, mm-hmm. Is that a challenge for your guys? And yeah, yep. Yep. The, uh, the operator's workforce is, is really diverse these days. You know, maybe, maybe 40, 50 years ago, a driver would change their own tire, but um, today it's just, it's, it's not in, in the realm of, uh, of what drivers do, but, um, we, we got some, some really, um, I don't know, uh, we've got some really resourceful operators out there that carry a couple tools with them. They may call us and say, Hey, MRD, I got, you know, I got a belt off. I can, I got a tool here. I can put a new belt back on. Can I do that? And, you know, our guys tend to get pretty, pretty excited when that happens. Cause we know we're, we're working with, um, you know, someone that can help us get out of a sticky situation too, but, you know, and, and then there's, there's, there's some folks that may have uh, never turned a wrench before, um, and they may not be a mechanic, but, but that's okay, too, because, uh, you know, my team's got a lot of experience dealing with this stuff, you know, and, and ultimately, they'll be able to help you, you know, work through it. So, Jake, you just said a minute ago that um, you have vendors 20, that are available 24 uh, hours, seven days a week. So, if I'm a driver, a new driver, and it's 2 a.m. in the morning, I can call MRD and you guys are able to uh, assist me at that, that time? Yeah. Yep. We've got, uh, we've got a person on staff. Believe it or not, it's only one person typically on staff. We don't have a big old room full of operators taking calls. Usually one individual um, will take a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Well, you know, we got someone here to support, support the operators. Now, I understand there's something called the hot seat. Or mm. MRD? What what exactly is that? That's what we call the uh, the phone lines that uh, the operators call because uh, it's it's like I said, usually one person on duty. The the hot seat is who you're going to be talking to. Um, like I said, one of the four individuals on the team. Um, I, I I think it got its name just because uh, y- you know it's it's uh, it can be a little pressing. It can be a little stressful. Um, the hot seat is taking in that information where typically it's not good news you know it's it's calling in with with trouble so is is there ever a day where everything runs smoothly and you don't get any calls 
Or is that wishful <laughs> thinking? <laughs> I, I, we, we're, we, uh, I think that's wishful thinking because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we take in, you know, each person probably takes in about 60 calls per day. And we're taking in calls from vendors as well. And not all of those are going to be road failures. Um, you know, some of those are just, uh, you know, vendors looking for help, what have you. But uh, on average, you know, we have about five or six road failures where we need to enlist vendor support or, or things like that. Um, but there's days where it's quieter than others. Yeah, but there's never a day the phone's not ringing. I will say that I'm kind of looking at some of the performance history on the and it, it looks like I see the trend coming down, Jack. I'm looking at road failures for this for this year, and they're down from mid 30s down to around the low 30s. So that's a that's a promising sign, I think, mm-hmm. from the maintenance department. There is a lot of data we look at here. You know, MRD not only you know tries to get you up and running, but we collect all this information that the operators provide us, and we we take that information. And you know, part of my job title is failure analysis. Mm-hmm. To try to find find those those trends so that we can prevent these these failures from reoccurring. Um, but you're right. There's there's been some positive movement on uh, on road failures and, and reductions. You know, Jake, you mentioned road failures, and uh, you know, Mike, we're talking about those. Can you walk us through what a driver should expect uh, when they have a road failure and they call MRD, um, <laughs> and uh, what's the best things for that driver to do to have success as they go through that experience? You know, typically, you know, you can't plan for a road failure, right? We don't, we don't plan for road failures, but, but we do have plans in place to, to help get up and running. So, you know, as an operator, yeah, if you have a road failure breakdown, obviously you want to try to get the vehicle to the safest point you can, um, you know, keep your people safe, keep yourself safe and get yourself to a safe location. Now to, try to try to you know expedite the process you know we want to do a quick assessment and try to figure out what's going on you know when you call us tell us what happened with the coach you know did uh you know did you have any alarms going off did you see any gauges you know going out of their, their typical uh you know uh, acceptable readings did you uh, uh did you notice anything you know any vibration or you know anything you can tell us is, is going to help the situation um we we also have uh, we also have the functionality to accept uh, text messages. We have a text only line. You know, with technology these days, um, you know, we, we may ask for a photo of uh, like a broken belt or something or a flat tire to, to help move through the process. But um, ultimately, you know, we're going to ask you questions. We may ask you questions that that you may wonder why are you asking me that. But there's there's a lot of tips and tricks that my team has, um, and a, a lot of lessons learned over the years that can really help you get out of that sticky situation um you go through the motions with us you know flip the switches we ask you to flip uh, maybe get us a picture if you can um you know and sometimes even running through a regen we have to try it a couple times until we're successful but just be open-minded you know we my team needs to be open-minded to you know to you know working through your issues and we need to be uh you know we need to make sure the operator is open-minded to try some of the suggestions we have to to get you up and running but like i said don't be afraid to divulge too much information. Um, don't be afraid to say, hey, I, I don't understand how this is happening or how this works. Um, and, and be open-minded. We know not everybody's a mechanic. We know that. But, uh, you know, my team is, so we can help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like, you know, communication is really the, like, the number one thing, I think, when those situations happen. And I think you mentioned it, right? Open communication, let them know what's going on, even things that may not be important. And I got to believe that it's communicating with the passengers, letting them know what's going on, 
because have you ever been i've been on delays before and what happens is if you don't know what's going on your mind starts creating stories and the passengers then start getting upset so the more you can communicate to the passengers and let them know that you're working on it you're working with the folks in dallas that'll help to keep the passengers calm and then obviously you have to keep yourself calm you know take a deep breath relax you know understand that jake and his team are there to help and they've got a plan to get you back on the road and if they can't they'll send a relief bus as quickly as possible because they do work right they're hand in hand with the fleet desk and the dispatchers so if they can't get your bus going again they can get your relief bus out there as quickly as possible is there a typical time frame when it comes to a road failure um as to how quickly a bus would get back up and running or if another bus has to come out we have an average response time from vendors of 60 to 90 minutes um, and, and it depends, you know, geography, ge- geographically where you're at. Um, it could depend, you know, on the response time and the time of day, but usual, uh, vendor response time is going to be right around 60 to 90 minutes. And that could be responding to a flat tire, coolant leak, um, you know, basic just roadside failures. Jake, as we, uh, get into the busy holiday season, uh, any tidbits for drivers as they, uh, are heading out over the holidays with any challenges they may have and when they need to call MRD? First, I would just, you know, let me thank all the operators out there that are, you know, working and taking care of the customers and uh, especially on the holidays. But, um, you know, just some words of wisdom, I guess. If you see something wrong with your coach, um, don't be reluctant to call it into us. You know, do your pre-trips and uh, and uh, let us help you if you need something out there. It's a uh, job well done by the drivers when we have, a, you know, a successful schedule. Well, that sounds good. Jake, we, we want to thank you for, for joining us today on the podcast. We appreciate your time today. Thank you both. It was great. It was a good experience. I appreciate it. Mike, I don't All think right. it went too bad without Frank today. I guess you we know, made it through. That's right. <laughs> I know. We can leave Steve Harvey on the sidelines next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll be back to join us for the next podcast so yeah he's gonna schedule talk. is not too busy so yeah i know he's 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 excited to talk about the platform change it's coming down it's going to be a major change um, a lot of benefits for the entire company so we'll definitely get frank on board to do that next week if we can well everybody that's going to do it for today's podcast where once again we're not sure what the name is of the podcast but we do know it is all about the drivers so we hope to have you back for the next episode of this podcast. Everybody stay safe and have a great day.